What is happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen here in the SD Prep Insider Studios. And this conversation is a special one. We got a guy named Tyson McWilliams joining us. He is a CIF champion for the St. Augustine Saintsman, part of a uh, resurgent return to glory for the uh, for the the program that w- was was losing the holy war and they're they are doing it no more. So Tyson, how you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing quite well. How's summer been for you? Uh, it's going it's going real, real well. Uh, as you said, we're excited, you know, have a lot of players returning and we're ready to go. So players returning I mean, it, it seemed like last year when I was talking to, to co- you guys have a new coach and Coach Kramer, and it seemed like there was there was young enthusiasm. We're, we're projecting that the next couple of years are going to be great, but you didn't quite know what last year was going to hold. And then you just wind up, okay, we're going to win a CIF championship. We're going to just turn out to be everything that everyone was projecting a couple years. It's already happening right now. So let's start with last year a little bit. What was that run like for you? Um, Like you said, at the beginning, uh, I remember you came out during Hell Week uh, last year, uh, beginning of August, and uh, a lot of people didn't have us like on our preseason top 10 list, all that stuff. And we had a lot of new players to the varsity varsity level. So um, uh, no one really knew what to expect from us. And that was kind of our motivation all year. We started off 5-0, and I believe, and then lost a couple of close ones. And then that Madison Monday game, you know, that's really what brought us together into that playoff run. And, you know, I feel like the brotherhood, like a lot of people say they have that, but Saints is something different, and that's what we proved last year. Something different on just the brotherhood level, but also something different in that I feel like you guys were one of the few teams in the county last year getting it done with an elite defense. Now, you are part of that defense as a cornerback. Am I, am I, am I right there that you guys feel like you're maybe the, the, the half of it that carries the team? I, I know every team's going to be like, oh, yeah, the offense does it. The de- everyone's going to have bias toward their side but it really felt like last year that defense was something special and it was always setting up the offense um yeah you know um our offense we were kind of struggling at certain times of the year last year and uh taking pride in our defense led by uh, coach Pomato, our defensive coordinator uh he would just give us great game plans every week and we had some we had some some good players on the defensive side that, you know, just motivated each other during practice. And basically, like, you can't lose a game if the other team doesn't score. So that was our kind of our motto, just not letting any points on the board and just stopping everybody every week, no matter who they were. All right, last question I'm going to ask about last season. You guys end up becoming CIF champs versus Helix in a game that goes into overtime, has a fourth down convert. It, it, it it was something that if you wrote that into a movie, the people would hand the script back and be like, no, this just isn't believable. What do you think are one or two of your biggest memories and moments from that championship game last year? Um, I mean, the whole game, I, I kind of can remember it from play by play. But uh, like you said, um, in overtime when uh, 
when Helix threw the fake pass and they scored and it was tied up and we thought we were going to go to double overtime and Mikey roughs the kicker and then they keep their offense on the field and then we're kind of scrambling like, yo, like this is, this could be it right here. And then just seeing the snap and the ball on the ground and you said, you saw the video, I just took off, you know, I, I can't explain that, it was crazy. Just uh, like almost too much emotion. Your body doesn't really fully know what to do. Um, in the confusion, I, I think also one of the one of the moments that I I had was was kind of funny. Was Coach Kramer was sending out uh, DMs and emails trying to figure out who had interviewed him, and he was trying to get all of the stuff because none of you guys really knew exactly what happened. It was just so much emotion, and it felt like it was also so much validation for all the hard work you guys had put in. Uh, speaking of that hard work, though, you have really started to get a lot of attention yourself the last year or so. Tons of offers. Do I have this correct that you're up to 15 Division One offers now? Yes, sir. How does that feel? Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. I, I uh, You know, that first one was kind of... It was just a relief, you know, like knowing that someone's investing... A, a full ride scholarship for you to come to the university for four years you know it's a blessing and like you said all the hard work that's what it comes down to is uh just putting in the hours and it, it, it's paying off now so your offers kind of run the gambit from some of the service academies to you know, being out in hawaii and back east with Ivy League schools, you have you know, major conference schools like Nebraska. I'm not going to ask you to make any sort of commitment right now on, on who or where you're leaning, but that's got to be pretty pretty insane to, to, you know, it's not just local West Coast schools. It, you got a, all sorts of options to, to go in really any direction you want to go. Um, yeah, like you said, um, you know, I'm just, I'm, keeping my options open right now and just the decision for me is going to be obviously football and school but like the degree that sets me up for after football when you know it's time to hang up the pads and stuff like that but um no it's exciting I'm just taking it day by day and just trying to focus on uh building relationships with coaching staffs and doing research in the schools because I want to make the right decision. You mentioned thinking beyond football, talking about, you know, getting the right degree. Is that part of what Saints is instilling in you though? Is that little bit more worldly beyond football approach to life? I would definitely say so. Um, you know, Saints, they, um, they really build you into becoming a man and, you know, looking at life as a whole and just trying to be successful in whatever you do. So I would definitely say that. And then just, uh, I'd say learning from my dad too, who, who has obviously been through the college level and played at the pro level for a couple of years. He was just, that's what he's always influenced into me is, you know, make the right decision that's going to set you up for life. Now your dad, obviously, like you said, going through all of that, went through it though in a generation that was not social media, not the going to camps, not seven on seven. So 
I, I mean, are, are there times where it feels like it's almost a, an entirely different experience and process from what he had? That, yes, he's actually said that himself, which is surprising. But, uh, yeah, he's, he, uh, he's still new to the 7-on-7 seven seven thing, so he was pretty much learning along this process as I am. But uh, from the football standpoint, he, he has a lot of knowledge that he shares with me. Well, let me ask you about the seven-on-seven. Seven. You're one of the few defensive players we've gotten a chance to talk to this summer. A lot of the quarterbacks and offensive players, they, they like it. They like playing it. It's fun competition, but they all kind of say, you know, it, it really is something that we can't focus too much on the actual results because it's not the same as football with the pads on. It's not something we want to get too comfortable with. As a defensive player, do you share that point of view, or is this something where... You, you know, you really feel like you're getting the same sort of reps you are in game. Um, I definitely say personally, um, this was my first like seven on seven club wise where I played with pro way and a lot of the Lincoln guys and just talent from around San Diego. And I'd say as a corner, it definitely did help just footwork wise, um, playing against people from across the country and, uh, no, just like I said, working on your footwork, a lot of man coverage, so it does translate to the to pads. But uh, I definitely say if you go into it with the right approach and you're trying to get better and not just in it for the nonsense, it, it definitely does help as a defensive player. All right, let's step away from football for a second. Let's help people get to know you as a as a person a little bit better. What is uh, one show that you are currently binging or, or most recently have binged? What is what? One television show or YouTube series or something like that that you are currently binging or or just got done uh, making your way through? Ooh. Um, last Chance You on Netflix. Uh, they're coming out with a new season on Friday. Um, I definitely said I like that show a lot. And then I've been on Narcos, too. Okay. <laughs> Um, positive. You like Narcos? Positive reviews there. I haven't. I haven't checked that out. Yeah, yet. that's that's a that's a good one. It's definitely it's crazy. What is your favorite dip? Are you a guacamole salsa? If you got a chip, what do you want to be dipping it in? Oh, definitely salsa or guacamole, like you said. I'm I'm big on that. <laughs> big on that, definitely. You got to pick one of the two. Growing up in- oh. Uh- Guacamole, then. Just growing up in San Diego, that's always been that's the go-to right there. Where's the best Mexican food in San Diego? Where's the best Mexican food in San Diego? Um, I'm from North County, so I'd say Mr. Taco in San Marcos. What do you get in there? What's the go-to order? Ooh, I get a I get a shrimp burrito, chimichanga style. I go a little different route, but that's good right there. Ooh, okay. Okay, I like that. Um, what, If you had to only listen to one musician for the rest of your life, who would it be? Uh, J. Cole. Okay, okay. And now, uh, is J. Cole in the pregame playlist? Because you gave some really interesting answers last year about how you actually kind of gear more towards jazz and, and, and a little bit different yeah. type of stuff in, a, in the pregame. I definitely do. Like I said, I go with kind of old school jazz music, like something that I'm, my teammates think I'm weird, but I do do a lot of like 
slow music, like meditation. Like I try to like relax my mind before the game, like the hours leading up to the game, not waste any energy. And then once I get to the field, that's when I start playing like some more like like hip hop that people listen to nowadays. Now that 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 being different to me seems to kind of translate to you're always on that little bit higher level thought process. You're always thinking about something, you know, a little bit more elite. You seem a little bit, you know, I'm not going to say more focused than everyone else, but maybe more dialed in and focused than the average player. Uh, where does that mindset come from? Um, I definitely say just learning from my, uh, my older brother, uh, just watching him. Uh, as I grew up and stuff and just, I felt like I've always been mature for my age so I uh, I'd always you know find little cheats like cheats cheats to make the game easier like preparation easier just on, on myself so these are like little routines and stuff I've just picked up along the years I'd say anything you'd be willing to, to share or pass along to some of the younger players out there listening right now uh, as far as what pregame wise, yeah, just you know some of those mindset tips, routines, cheats, like you you put it. Anything that I'm not going to ask you to spill the secrets to your success, but yeah, I think there's a lot of players right now that don't have the exposure to Division One guys like you and and other people that you've been been able to be around, and, and they want to be where you're at, but you know they don't always have the the exposure to guys like that who are next level thinkers. Um, as far as that goes, I definitely say like a couple, I mean, like this last year I was in that same position. Um, I'd say just keep, keep working and, and film is a big thing in today's age and social media. So I'd say use that as a platform. So be on huddle, update your film, um, contact coaches. I know players don't want to be annoying, like, oh, this this coach isn't going to offer offer me, so I'm not going to I'm not going to send in my film, or that school's too big. But as I realized, I mean, every coach knows each other somehow, and coaches bounce bounce around a lot. So everybody knows everybody. So if you just get it in, you can get a Division One offer. Fifteen offers for you. Just a rough estimate. How many coaches and colleges do you think you've contacted on Twitter? Out of those, um, or no, just I'd in general. Say, I mean, would you say you've hit up twenty, thirty, a hundred, five hundred? I mean, like, just give us a little sample size of of how aggressive you've been in promoting yourself on Twitter. Um, I'd say I've probably hit up around like twenty five to fifty coaches this this last year, this last summer, and during the season last year and I the way I do it is if a coach follows me on Twitter, I'll follow them back and then DM them just like a link to my huddle or just, Hey coach, how are you doing? And just start the conversation from there. But um a lot of the schools that have offered me and I've just came through the school. Like we have a couple of big name guys on our team, so there's been a lot of coaches coming through and then just Coach Kramer has been helping us out too, recruiting wise. So I I give credit to him as well. Let's talk about that coaching staff for a little bit. Coach Kramer, uh, 
he when I was there last year, he was talking about how he uh, brought in a TV so you guys could play Call of Duty, and he seems like he is basically still a high school kid in terms of the enthusiasm and, and the up-tempo passion he has for the game. Your defensive coordinator, Pomato, known as the People's Librarian, is one of the more renowned guys in the cat. It seems like that coaching staff matches, if not almost one-ups your energy that you guys have on the field. Oh, I definitely say I definitely say so. Sometimes their energy is way higher than all of us. Um, yeah, we'll be at six to eight AM workouts during the summer and they'll be flying around chest bumping and dancing to music and we're kinda of just barely waking up. Um <laughs> so I definitely say they they do get us going at times and those guys put in more hours than I can't even describe to you on this interview. And no, I definitely say they're, they're a big reason for our game plans and our success during the season. You're also a multi-sport athlete. You play basketball. You, you're, you're one of the guys that I, I, I want to ask about. Um, an, an article came out earlier this week in, in Sports Illustrated. Specifically, it was talking about basketball, but kind of had a, a, an application to all youth sports that right now there's a lot of guys who are getting injured early on in their pro careers because you know, they believe that they were too focused on one sport that, you know, their knee, like for basketball players, their knees never got a break. So they're blowing out their knees. And it seems like a, there's a kind of a tug of war going on right now between the, hey, play all the sports you can, three sport, four sport, do whatever you can, do whatever you want while you can in high school. You know, you almost need a break sometimes versus the other side where it's like, hey, you need to focus on just this one sport to be your best at it. You as a two-sport athlete, do you feel like taking a little bit of break from football to play basketball sort of maybe might make you a better better football player and, and vice versa with basketball? What are your thoughts on all that? Um, I definitely say... Um... I've always played football and basketball. Uh, when I was younger, I played baseball, soccer. I kind of tried it all. But um, I came into Saints actually thinking I was going to play a basketball player, like be a basketball player and have potential of playing at the next level. But uh, I uh, fell in love with football. And, and I'd say in high school, you should play more than one sport. Um, you know, at this level, like I feel like, I feel like you have to because it does translate basketball to football, football to basketball in a good way, and it's not going to hurt you if you're not. I mean, obviously, if you're battling injuries during football and stuff like that, vice versa, then maybe playing another sport isn't good for you. But I, I definitely say if you can and you're healthy enough to do it and can stay on top of your primary sport you definitely should do more than one sport seems like it also might just be a nice mental break to to not have to be focused on one singular thing all year round um for you it's also probably nice to have more opportunities to play in front of the pit and i want to ask you what is that like having arguably one of if not the best student sections in southern california as your home crowd um those those are my guys right there the pit um Continuous support, I mean, 
sometimes, like during basketball, we had a couple home games where we lost, but those guys kept showing up with continuous support. And I mean, it definitely is like they do truly care about our teams and those guys get really hyped and they bring, they bring more energy to Mesa College and, and our basketball. It's crazy. Well, I'm glad you, you bring up the Mesa College. You guys don't play your home games on campus. You play them at a community college stadium here in San Diego. And I've been to Mesa College home games. You guys significantly outperform the college level uh, in terms of on the field for you guys and the in the in the stands. It, it seems like it's something that you almost though have to go and, and see it to believe it, especially when it comes to the Holy War, the, the rivalry that you guys have with Cathedral Catholic. It, it really feels like it is second to none here in San Diego in terms of just game experiences. Would you agree with that? I definitely do agree with that. I, I really believe no one does game day like us. I don't know if you guys, if you've been a part of it, but um, after school, we uh, basically I'll just take you through a game day. Um, after school, we do have math. Team math, everyone is mandatory. If you don't go to math, you don't. We don't play in the game. Um, that just gives everyone the time to kind of calm down and, you know, reflect. And then we do have team meal together, which is catered to us every Friday. And we take two double-decker, like, charter buses to the game at Mesa College. And when we arrive, there's already parents, like, like tailgating and, it's, it's like a college game day, like a small college game day. It's crazy. Um, they roast pigs sometimes during the Holy War. Like it's, 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 it's unreal. It's crazy. We have a video that we did a couple of years ago there. I, I, I'm, I hadn't even remembered the roasting the pig, and now I'm just – I can't not think about that. I want to say that was two years ago. Was the last time you guys had it at home, and and yeah, so we'll, we'll share that when we tweet out this interview. It's, you got to go check it out. The game day experience there. It is, it is awesome. Um, and also just the pit is one of the student sections that actually kind of always knows what's going on in the game, both basketball, football-wise, so they're not just cheering at the wrong time. You know, offense is out there. They're making too much noise. They, they tend to know exactly what's going on. Um, for you guys at, at, at Saints, it, it also feels like, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of schools feel like they got to bring their A game against you guys. I feel like you guys constantly have sort of a target painted on your back. Every school wants a piece of you. feels like, oh, they're overrated. This is our chance to, you know, take down a top 10 team. Do you feel like every week you're battling with, man, these guys are coming for us. So you really don't get a single easy week all season? Um, Definitely. Uh, we don't look, like just like you said, we don't look past any opponent. Um Going into this season, uh, I mean, our first scrimmage at Granite Hill, so that's kind of our mindset right now. Is I mean, some people look it's just a scrimmage, but these guys like they want to win. Like everyone's focused on Granite Hills and obviously Benita Vista Week One. So no, we uh, game plan every game the same way, whether it's Cathedral, Lincoln, Chula Vista, Benita, which is something I value from our coaching staff and the players that play aside because we all have the same mindset. 
The schedule for you guys this season, Bonita Vista, East Lake, Loyola, Otay Ranch, Helix, Morse, Lincoln, Cathedral Catholic, Madison, Point Loma. So a couple of CIF champions on that list, a couple of huge rivalries. But one thing that I, I want to ask you about is Loyola. It's it's you are you are one of the few teams in here that plays a really high caliber non San Diego section team every single season. In the San Diego section, yeah. we kind of have a, a a natural barrier of of Camp Pendleton keeps us kind of geographically isolated, so we don't play a ton of, of cross section rivalries the way that the LA City is always playing the Southern section and, and, and looking for big time rivalries. You guys are one of the few teams that does go sort of head hunting for the biggest and best that you can find. What is that experience like for you guys having a team that it's not, Oh man, it's our fourth year playing these guys. We know them all. We see them all the time in, in, in all the different sports, but it's really just a clean break. And, you know, we just know these guys for football. Let's take on the biggest and best punch that the Southern section can throw. Um, I definitely say it, it, it's good to play a out of section team uh, just because, like you said, they're out of the bubble. Like we don't hear about them on social media as much. Like they're not they're not in San Diego County, obviously. So you don't know who they're bringing in, who they have returning. Really, you don't get much film on them. Um, it's 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 hard. Definitely not the same uh, preparation. Like therefore, if you're playing, like you said, like. Helix or Cathedral or like someone you you have a background on. Um, it makes it tough, but it's always a good game against them. They're really physical, and uh, the last few years I've played against them, it's been it's been a tough game. So we're looking forward to that too. It's something county wide that I really have have. I obviously have zero control over who schedules what games, but it's something that I've tried to advocate is is as a section we need to look outward a little bit more and. Even if it means teams taking a couple losses, we need to really understand where we stand statewide so that, yeah, we're, we're all good when it comes to winning CIF championships here in San Diego, but we should all be striving for producing five state champions every single year and, and, and having teams make these deep runs because we're all prepared for it. We all have a good idea of what's really out there because you get to some of these bigger schools and you're like, man, everybody on that team is is either offers or close to getting offers from D1 schools. And, and it, it gets kind of crazy. So, yeah. Um, but not necessarily, oh, not necessarily, there wasn't necessarily a question in there. It just is a, you know, you're, you're one of the few that has that experience of, of playing against those kinds of teams and, and what it can potentially do for you guys as a school. Um, so, so looking forward, let, let's just, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be the, the the Holy Bowl, but if you had to have people come out and check out one game this year to get a feeling for what you guys as a team are going to be delivering and, and what the pit can do, what's one, what's one home game you'd love to see people come check out for you guys this season? Um, home game-wise, I'd definitely say uh, the Holy War, of course. Like I feel like everyone in San Diego... If you're a football fan, you have to experience that at least one time. Um, it sells out during the week at school, standing room only. And no matter the record of either team going into that into that week, is going to be a battle. So you're going to get the best of both teams. 
and student section wise and community wise. So I, I feel like that's a game everyone should come check out at least one time. That game will be October 18th this year at Cathedral Catholic. You can check that out. One more time, their schedule this year is Benita Vista, East Lake, Loyola, Otay Ranch, Helix, Morse, Lincoln, Cathedral Catholic, Madison, Point Loma. My goodness, the Saints have a, uh, you guys have a daunting road to repeat CIF championships, but from what I get, uh, the, the, the feeling is you guys feel ready for this challenge. You, you, the, the vibe is, is pretty confident, pretty excited all summer long going into camp. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Well, Tyson, thank you very much for spending a little bit of time with us. Where can people find you on social media? Um, I'm on pretty much everything. Same username, uh, TysonMac5 on Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Come follow me. (laughs) Come follow him as he continues his journey for the Saints. And uh, as you put it in your Twitter bio, Defensive back at the University of dot, dot, dot. We'll still figure that out this season. Tyson, we wish you the best of luck in all your endeavors. Thank you very much for chopping it up with us, my man. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. Go follow him and the Saints all season long. The show is SD Prep Insider. I am Mr. Seaped. Thank you very much for checking in, and we will talk to you soon, sports fans.